You're listening to Short Inspirations from Ralph. Did Jesus really rise from the dead? Part 3. So far in this series we've seen two facts. The first one is the tomb was empty. The body wasn't anywhere else. He was gone. And this is verified from all sorts of sources. The second fact is that many people saw Jesus alive after his death. And both of those facts are undisputable. Here's the third fact. The followers of Jesus believed in the resurrection. Now we must get into the mindset of Jesus' followers in those days. You see, after Jesus' crucifixion, his followers were absolutely devastated. They were demoralized and they were hiding in fear of their lives. This is not what they as Jews were expecting. This is because they had no concept whatsoever of a Messiah who would be executed by his enemies. And they certainly had no concept of a Messiah who would come back to life. This is because they believed only in a resurrection that was a universal event on Judgment Day and at the end of the world, not an individual event within history. And actually, adding to this, they also believed that crucifixion as a criminal meant that someone was literally under God's curse. And so if you can understand the absolute belief system that these guys were mentally in, you will also understand the swing that they had to take from those rock-solid beliefs to seeing an empty tomb verified and to seeing Jesus again after he'd died. And so they became so completely convinced of Jesus' resurrection that when threatened with death, not one of them recanted. Even the Pharisee Paul, who persecuted Christians, remember, suddenly became a Christian himself, as did Jesus' sceptical younger brother, James. N.T. Wright said this, That is why, as an historian, I cannot explain the rise of early Christianity, unless Jesus rose again, leaving an empty tomb. Luke Johnson said some sort of powerful transformative experience is required to generate the sort of movement earliest Christianity was. There is no way that Christianity would have survived without a resurrected Christ. You see, as Clarence Hall said, the resurrection of Jesus changes the face of death for all his people. Death is no longer a prison, but a passage into God's presence. Easter says you can put truth in a grave, but it won't stay there. You can nail it to a cross, wrap it in winding sheets, and shut it up in a tomb, but it will rise. John Stott says, we live and die. Christ died and lived. I gave my heart to Jesus as a little kid in Dunedin, New Zealand, 60 years ago, and I found a passage into God's presence. 
And through the resurrected person of Jesus Christ, God has given me a great life, but he will also give me a great future into eternity. Paul wrote to the believers in Rome, and in Romans 8.11 in the message it says this, It stands to reason, doesn't it, that if the, the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life, He'll do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus, bringing you alive to himself. When God lives and breathes in you, and he does as surely as he did in Jesus, you are delivered from that dead life. With his spirit living in you, your body will be as alive as Christ's. So the question I'm going to leave you with today is this. So how do you explain the resurrection and if you come to the same conclusion that he had to be resurrected the evidence is overwhelming then what will you do about it my suggestion is to give your whole life your heart everything over to Jesus I would also suggest that you start reading for yourself the account of Jesus life start with the Gospel of John read the other Gospels God bless you